0: Hey, everybody, welcome to All for Nature. I'm your host, Michelle Bonebreak. I'm an outdoor educator here at Shaw Nature Reserve, and this is our brand new podcast. And because it's brand new, I hope you'll bear with me as I learn. Speaking of learning, that's the main goal of this podcast. We want to share and learn together with each other and with you. And along the way, we'll talk to some of the incredible people I work with who care for this space and work hard every day to make sure Shaw Nature Reserve remains a happy, healthy, and safe place for all the natural residents who live here, as well as, of course, you, our visitors. No matter who you are, whether you've never visited or you visit weekly, our hope is that you will find something interesting and entertaining in this podcast. Well, this is our very first episode, so I guess introductions are in order. Again, my name is Michelle Bonebrake, and I am an outdoor educator. Now, that can mean a lot of things in the environmental education field, but what it means for me is that I get to work within the Nature Reserve at the Dana Brown Overnight Center. At Shaw Nature Reserve, we work with all ages, but in my role, I'm mostly focused on working with school groups in grades 4 through 12. Sometimes they're here for a day trip, and other times they might stay overnight with us and enjoy a couple of days of programming. In the slow season, I work on projects, like this podcast, for example, and help out some with public programs. And we are always prepping for the next school season. For me, it's the best job in the world. That's who I am. And now I'd like to introduce you to the star of the show, Shaw Nature Reserve, The Nature Reserve is a part of the Missouri Botanical Garden in the City of St. Louis, but we're a lot bigger and we're about 35 miles west of the garden in Franklin County. Because we are located way out here, we have a lot of space to move around. We have more than 2,400 acres of natural beauty out here available for you to explore. Now, that said, we know our more distant location can seem like a long way to travel, especially if you're not really sure what to expect once you get here. So our mission for this very first episode is to show you that no matter what you like to do, chances are there's something for you here at Shaw Nature Reserve. But I can't do it alone, so I've enlisted some help from an expert on all the fun things to do here. I am so excited to welcome our first guest ever, Jessica Kester. Jessica is the Senior Manager of Education and Visitor Experience here at Shaw Nature Reserve, and I am so fortunate that she has offered to come on and talk to all of you about who we are and what we do. And after that, we'll focus on the whys, why the Nature Reserve is unique, and why we do what we do. By the end of this episode, we hope we'll have provided you with a lot of reasons why you should want to come out and visit
1: us. Welcome, Jessica. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, you wear a lot of hats here at Shaw Nature Reserve. Could you tell us a little more about your roles here
1: and maybe a little bit about your background and what brought you here? Well, I was lucky enough to be raised in a family that planned vacations focused around visiting parks and natural areas, spending time exploring places just like this. And as a child, I remember my dad encouraging us to pick up every scrap of trash along the way at our, on our hike or at our campsite. He always encouraged us to leave a place better than we found it. And that ended up having a huge influence on my education and career choices, and ultimately led me here to this job at the Nature Reserve. So here at the Nature Reserve, my long title could be simplified into Manager of Connecting People with Nature, because that's really what our team is all about and what our work is focused on here. So we offer diverse education programs, including programs for students and teachers, lifelong learners and families, and our visitor experience team welcomes visitors and helps them try to learn about all they can explore here. Oh, that's great. So
0: I would like to focus mostly on the visitor experience piece of your work today. But for starters, we should probably introduce Shaw Nature Reserve. I think a brief history is in order. So what is the Nature Reserve, and can you tell us a little
1: about how it came to be? Sure. So uh, we have about 2,400 acres now, but the first 1,300 acres of this property was purchased by the Missouri Botanical Garden Board of Trustees in 1925, so almost 100 years ago with the idea that they might need to move the botanical garden out of downtown St. Louis. At that time, the pollution from burning coal was negatively affecting the plants at the garden. Mm. So they were looking for a solution well outside of that pollution area. And they purchased this property, started developing it with the idea that it might someday be a more formal garden, but... We know that never happened. The garden didn't move to Grey Summit, but it was an important sanctuary for things like the orchid collection for many years. And then uh, the focus shifted yet again, and many of us still know this location as Shaw Arboretum Mm -hmm. because they were planting tree collections like fruit orchards or the cypress trees that are still Mm -hmm. here today. And finally, starting in the late 70s, the focus shifted to native habitats, and that started with the first prairie restoration um, that you can still see today. Oh, great. Yeah. And
0: I, I know from working with school groups that many of our students in the metro area have been downtown to the Missouri Botanical Garden, and they're familiar with that location. But typically, fewer hands go up when we ask who has visited Shaw Nature Reserve before. And I know from casual conversations that many people don't realize that Shaw Nature Reserve is connected to the Missouri Botanical Garden. And even if people do know, they may think to themselves, oh, I, I've been to the garden. There can't be anything way out there in Franklin County that's new for me. But we do have, and I think you touched on this, we have a bit of a different focus than the garden, don't we? Maybe you could explain for our listeners how we're different from
1: the garden downtown. Right. So I think of the garden downtown and their role in global conservation. So whether that's through the research and conservation projects going around the world or visiting the the Japanese garden or the Chinese garden where you see collections of plants from those areas. But at Shaw Nature Reserve, our focus is protecting the species native to our region. So for example at one time there were 15 million acres of prairies in Missouri and today only 1% of that remains. So the 300 acres of prairie habitat here at Shaw Nature Reserve are really important sanctuaries for prairie wildflowers and grasses. Fantastic. So so would you say would you say then that we are like a living museum? That's a, that's a great way to think of it. Um, you know, a living museum, a collection of plants instead of artifacts, a collection yeah. of habitats, um, and a place to study those things. Awesome. So thinking of the nature
0: reserve as it exists today, what are some things that in your mind, what are some of the things we have on offer that make this a great place to visit?
1: Oh, gosh. So I think one of the most obvious things to me is that this is one of the few places in our region, especially so close to the city, where people can explore such diverse habitats. So we've talked a little bit about prairies. But there are also glades, woodlands, wetlands, creeks, and three miles of the Merrimack River running through the property. Oh, fantastic! And I think, and um, we have lots of hiking
0: opportunities, and biking opportunities, and things like that as well out here, right? Not, yeah. not biking on
1: the trails. I want to make that clear. Biking on
0: the roads.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. So, um, we're up to about 19 miles of trails here at the nature reserve. Wow. And then there are three miles, a little over three miles of roads that go through the properties. So like you were saying, Michelle, those are great places for people to ride their bikes. And then um, the trails are fantastic places for hikes. Uh, We have a lot of trail runners that also come out, um, get Mm -hmm. their trail running in on those trails, and they go through all of those different habitats. Oh, that's awesome. So thank you so much for
0: that explanation, Jessica. I've had the privilege of working here through all seasons, and one of my favorite things to do is to watch how a particular area changes throughout the year, and I've learned so much just from watching nature do what nature does, and I love being outdoors, but, you know, not everyone does love being outdoors, and not everyone considers themselves outdoorsy, and I I get that because, you know, there are uh, certain discomforts you might encounter outdoors, things like weather-related discomforts, bug related discomforts, sorts of things like that. So um, maybe in a future podcast, I'll address a little more about how to feel more comfortable outdoors. But I did want to mention one of our guiding principles that we talk about here. And that is that there are many ways to be in nature. Could you explain a little more about what we mean when we say that and how we try to apply that idea through our public programs and events?
1: Sure, absolutely. So first of all, even before we get to education and events, there are lots of different types of trails here mm-hmm. at the Nature Reserve too. So if you look on our map, you'll see um, an example of how we rate the trails. It's a it's a hiking boot system. So one, hiking boot is a really easy trail, mm-hmm. um, you know, meant a little bit of elevation change. Um, kind of even surface. Whereas three hiking boots might mean there's lots of rocks or maybe tripping hazards on that trail or more of an elevation change. Gotcha. So we try to let people know what they're in for on the trails. But then if you come for other things like our education programs, we have public programs that we try to offer based on really diverse interests. So whether you're interested in photography or maybe yoga Um, We have lots of different classes for those types of things, but also um, hiking trails, learning how to hike the trails here. So um, whether that would be something like um, a morning of hiking where you're getting out and hiking five miles, but maybe you're not ready for that. So we have a welcome walk, which is just a really easy stroll kind kind of walk. So trying to offer different... Um, levels of effort on those and different lengths so people can really get to know these places with the people who know it really well, our educators that are here all the time, um, and start to feel comfortable here. We also have A series of different events. So um, we have two wildflower markets, one in the spring and one in the fall. Um, And not only are those great ways to pick up some plants and add native plants to your gardens, they're also great ways to learn about why those native plants are important in um, any habitat. Providing habitat for pollinators in your yard is also helping our native wildlife And then we have an art show every year that's based at the Dana Brown Overnight Center. So um, it's a great place to explore that special place of the Nature Reserve, which is a collection of cabins and um, uh, two meeting buildings. So um, that's uh, showcasing art um, from painting and ceramics and jewelry, all different sorts of things like that. And then one of our newer events is Whitmire Wonderlights, and that is a luminary lit stroll through the wildflower garden here at the Nature Reserve. Uh, it's in December every year, and it's such a great way to um, celebrate the winter season and enjoy a special place here at the Nature Reserve. That sounds awesome so great. And if,
0: you know, I feel like I'm in a unique situation. A lot of people, they don't want to visit their workplace outside of their work hours, but I do. And these events and programs and trails and things like that are a big part of the reason why. So it sounds like there's something for just about everyone, whether you're exploring on your own, uh, if you're interested in guided programs and hikes or events. And, you know, you mentioned Whitmire Wonderlights and we have the beautiful Whitmire Wildflower Garden here at Shaw Nature Reserve. It's a true gem and I definitely want to dedicate more time to it in the future. Um, I know a lot of our regular visitors consider the Wildflower Garden to be a must-see and stop in to see what's going on there every time they visit. Could you describe for us what the Wildflower Garden is and
1: why it's so important? Sure, and I definitely will uh, look forward to hearing from our horticulture team who knows so much more about this space than I do. But it is one of the most special spots here and where we recommend first-time visitors check out. First, on their first time here. So, the wildflower garden is turning 30 this year. Wow. Um, and it is the best example of native plant horticulture in our region. It's about five acres. And the idea of this garden is to use native plants in a way that could be in anyone's formal front yard um, or a backyard landscape. Um, I think a lot of people think about native landscaping and it's always going to turn out to look like a big tall grass prairie, right. which are beautiful, but <laughs> yes. maybe not great for your front yard. Right. Definitely not great if you are um, wanting to put a table out in that area or something <laughs> to um, enjoy the outside. So, um, But you can use those same species in a way that mimics a more traditional landscape Um, And the garden, the Whitmire Wildflower Garden, is a great place to see so many examples of that. So our horticulture team has worked for those 30 years developing these beautiful winding pathways through the wildflower garden and then clusters of areas that are for any uh, garden landscape you can think of. So if you have a shady front yard that always stays a little wet, um, maybe you would see an area. Um, in the wildflower garden that would work for your front yard, same way with a front yard that is in the hot sun all day long. And you need to have uh, plants that can tolerate that. So that's one of the, the nice things about what you can learn there. It's also just a beautiful place to explore and, um, connect with nature. That's amazing. So
0: when I think of, when, when I described the nature reserve as a living uh, museum, the wildflower garden almost sounds like it's that, but it's also a
1: living native landscape showroom. Yeah, or a classroom, right? (laughs) So I always think of it as like the best classroom because you can see examples of so many different things right there. Mm -hmm. And it's actually where our uh, monthly series, The Native Plant School, takes place. So those classes are taught by our horticulture team. And they're great ways for people to learn about how to use native plants in their home landscape and then see examples of that right there on the wildflower garden. Oh, that's
0: fantastic. Um, okay, so here's the big question, and I hope you can help me answer it. And that question is, why? Why do we do what we do
1: here at the Nature Reserve? Gosh, I think of two things when you ask that question. So um, at a base level, focusing on native biodiversity and how that supports important the wildlife, um, including native pollinators, which are always a threatened threatened species that we're thinking about. Um, that so the work here contributes to that biodiversity in our region. and the more biodiverse we think of a region, we think of I think of resilience in um, in a space. So we're building resilience for um, those pollinators and native wildlife here. So um, that's what comes to mind first. Uh, the other thing that this place makes me think of is the healing and restorative power of nature. In the world where we are, our cities are expanding and people are so stressed, Mm -hmm. this place gives an opportunity to reconnect with nature and um, find some peace. So research shows that nature has physical and emotional health benefits. Mm -hmm. And I know I feel that when I have a tough day or I'm stressed about a project, just going outside for a minute helps me center and calm down. And I think we all need that in the world we live in. Absolutely. Without question. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. You
0: have been so much help in explaining who we are, what we do and why. So now if you'll indulge me, I'd like to ask a few more subjective questions just for you. And I think of these as sort of a get to know you uh, series of questions so listeners can learn a little bit more about the staff here at Shaw Nature Reserve. Are you in? I'm in. All right. So first of all, when you think of Shaw Nature Reserve, what does it bring to mind and what does it mean to you?
1: Well, so growing up, Um, I always heard about my parents' first date and they always said, oh, we went to the Arboretum. Well, little did I know that one day that I would end up working at that Arboretum, which is now our Shaw Nature Reserve. (laughs) And so this place comes from this long history of thinking about special events at a place like this. And um, so it's special to me in a personal way, but it is also special to me in this idea that I brought up at the very beginning of leaving a place better than I found it. And I think the work we do here in our own little way leaves this place better than we found it, whether it's connecting new people to this space or the work of our restoration and horticulture team that are con- they're constantly working on improving the habitat here, um, working in the garden and making it. Um, I just every time I think that that place can't get more beautiful, it does, and that's because of their hard work. So I always think of this place as um, this product of people caring so much about this place and about nature in general and how we're all trying to leave this place a little better than we found it.
0: Yeah. I think, I think if you were to ask the staff here at Shaw Nature Reserve, probably all of them would say they love nature. Um, okay. Where is your very favorite place to be in nature here at Shaw Nature Reserve?
1: Uh, let's see. I'm a water girl. So Mm -hmm. I feel like, um, it's a, it's a hard toss up, um, between, um, getting down to the river, um, on the Russ Goddard river trail or the wetland trail. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if, if I have to choose, which I don't (laughs) like to, if I have to choose, I would choose the wetland trail. Um, just because I feel like every time I go there, I notice something new, Mm-hmm. um and i am i'm always so excited to see how that place is changing so not only is that trail along the wetland it is along a a prairie slope um that is um been a big project of our restoration team and especially our restoration volunteers and i think that the work that they've done just in the time i've been working out here at the nature reserve which is a little over 5 years um, it's getting so it's just getting to be such a more diverse habitat mm-hmm. um and you can see that through the pollinators that you observe there and the birds that are visiting that habitat
0: oh, that's for sure last week i was I was down by the wetland and the prairie, that intersection there of those ecosystems, and the bird song was just resplendent. So okay, well I think um I had a couple of other get to know you questions here. Um I think you've kind of answered some of them, but would you like to add any more for our listeners about your personal why, why you do this?
1: Um, I would say that the one thing that motivates me to continue to do this work is that I know that there are people who haven't connected with this place or maybe even connected with nature in general. Mm -hmm. And so my personal why is that I want to continue to work on our programs and um, this space to make it welcoming to everyone. So we want everyone to feel welcome when they're here and feel like nature is for everyone. So um and that's that's kind of my motivation to keep doing this work. Yes. I, I love it. Thank you Jessica so much for helping
0: us to get to know more about Shaw Nature Reserve and also a little about you too. So I know you're very busy and you need to move on. But before you go, I have one more question, which is, how can our listeners find out more information about visiting the Nature Reserve?
1: Absolutely. So uh, our website, uh, you can just Google Shaw Nature Reserve or shawnature.org. Um, And you can find lots of information there about visiting and the habitats we talked about. There's great resources on um, all of the different ecosystems that we talked about and information about the trails. So you want to plan your visit that way. Otherwise, when you stop in for your first visit, the team at the Visitor Center is going to be able to give you lots of information about all of the spots to hike here or what to explore. We also have a board up front that's what's in bloom. So um, if you're out to spot some wildflowers, there's a map that's highlighting exactly what's in bloom at the time of your visit. That's updated every week. Um, And if you're looking to ask some specific questions, um, you can email us at SNRinfo at mobot.org. And of course, we have all different social media channels out there, and we encourage you to follow us on Facebook or Instagram. We're lucky enough to have some fantastic volunteer photographers that are always capturing this place in the most beautiful way. Um, and so you should definitely check those out we just added a new TikTok so try to find us on there Um, and of course this podcast is going to be a great way for people to learn about the nature reserve (laughs) in a whole different way we certainly hope so and listeners we will put all of that information
0: in the episode show notes for you so be sure and check those out Jessica thank you so much for your time I am so glad we had this opportunity to chat, and I hope we'll be able to visit with you again sometime soon. Thanks for having me. Okay, listeners, I hope after hearing about everything we have to offer here at Shaw Nature Reserve, you'll want to come and see it for yourself. If you're interested in events, now's the time to pull out your calendars because you'll want to make note of the following dates. First, let's talk September. The Fall Wildflower Market will be held on September 8th, that's a Friday, from 3 to 7 p.m. Members get in free. Non-members are only $5 per person or $10 per vehicle, so carpool if you can. But wait, there's more. The Shaw Nature Reserve online pre-sale for the Wildflower Market will launch on August 10th. August 10th right around the corner. So be sure to check the website and watch social media so you'll be ready to shop the presale when that goes live. October. The Leaves and Seeds Fall Fun Run 5K is taking place Saturday, October 21st. Registration for the run opens August 1st. So be sure and check that out if you're interested in stretching your legs while taking in all the fall splendor the Nature Reserve offers that takes us to November. The first weekend of November, as always, is our annual art show. That's November 4th and 5th this year. And I know Jessica mentioned that's a favorite and an opportunity to see the historic cabins of the Dana Brown Overnight Center, where I work. So mark your calendars for that. And then, in December, we'll have the Whitmire Wonder Lights. This is a great opportunity to come see the Whitmire Wildflower Garden after dark, and in a different light. (laughs) Sorry, I had to do that. Anyway, stay tuned for more information in the following episodes as we get closer. Folks, I hope you've had a good time learning more about Shaw Nature Reserve, who we are, and what we do. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and tell everyone about us. We hope to release a new episode every month or so. In the meantime, we would love to hear from you. Come say hi in person if you can, and let the Visitor Center team know you heard about us on this podcast. Can't come say hi in person? Check out our show notes, drop us a line at snrinfo at mobot.org, follow us on social media, and tell us what you think. Okay, I think that just about wraps things up. I know I've had a good time with this, and I can't wait to bring you more information, education, and entertainment directly from Shaw Nature Reserve. Until then, we'll see you on the trail.